This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. So Arsenal have self-isolated a few of their team. That means that tonight's game can't go ahead as a precaution. I'm sure the whole squad will be tested. Right, come in, come in, come in, come in. Try not to touch anything. You can use that hand sanitizer there. That one, please, thank you. Right, pull up a chair. No, I don't want to shake your hand. Yep, out on the left side, we are just as worried about the coronavirus as everyone else. And just like us, football is taking the coronavirus issue very seriously indeed. This weekend, the Premier League clearly didn't want to be seen sitting idly by as a life-threatening pandemic gripped the nation and so took decisive action by banning handshakes. Turns out that Luis Suarez and Patrice Evra were just super cautious germaphobes all this time. This precautionary measure seems to me like it might be the medical equivalent of that bit in Roadrunner, where Wiley Coyote protects himself from a falling piano by using an umbrella. But I guess it's at least something. Something that was rendered pretty useless by the end of the game, where players started hugging, bat-slapping and kissing each other on the final whistle. It was only Everton who appeared to take things more seriously than most. They refused to let their players get anywhere close to any of their opposite numbers during Chelsea's 4-0 demolition of the Toffees. Just can't be too careful, you see. (laughs) So we're all a little bit worried about the coronavirus right now. And those worries spread well beyond those of the footballing world. But you can't help but think... Those who wear red on Merseyside are probably feeling a little bit twitchy right now about the prospect of this season's Premier League competition potentially being cancelled and that 30-year wait for the league title going on a little bit longer. A concern that probably isn't helped too much by headlines such as this one in the Daily Mirror. Coronavirus fear for Klopp. Now, I am sure this isn't an excuse to get clicks to the Daily Mirror website where internet users are served up all manner of adverts for useless face masks and ineffectual hand sanitizer. I am sure that Jurgen Klopp does have genuine fears about a potential league shutdown. Thankfully, he was asked about that very issue in his press conference this week. Look, what I don't like in life is that um, a very serious thing a football manager opinion is important. I don't understand that. And it's not important what famous people what famous people say, no, you have to we have to speak about the things in the right manner. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, I have a bad shape. But my opinion about Corona is not important. If somebody tells me we play football, we play football because I think smarter people said we can play football, I will not make the decision. Hang on. Are you saying we shouldn't listen to what celebrities say over, say, doctors and scientists and other experts. That is truly groundbreaking. Thankfully, a celebrity gave me that advice in the first place, otherwise I never would have listened to it. Now, if current affairs shows could just take that same advice, that would be great. The government's latest figures are suggesting that we could be looking at an infection rate of anywhere between 60 and 70% of the population. And here to give their views on how we should react is Britain's Got Talent finalist, Flossie the Counting Dog. There is a very serious threat here, and not just because morons keep on panic buying all the toilet paper in my local Sainsbury's. I mean, why toilet paper? And it's a threat that has been taken far more seriously by other leagues than it has in the Premier League. 
This week, the Italian FA have taken drastic action and firstly decided to play all Serie A games behind closed doors and secondly, cancel all sporting activity altogether in a bid to stop the spread of the virus. Which is terrible news to football fans, but on the plus side, it would seem that in doing so, the Italians have finally found a way to stamp out racist chants at games. So, not all bad. In fact, maybe it's something we should consider doing more over here. At least it would stop Eric Dyer wading into the crowd and attacking spectators. During Tottenham Hotspur's recent FA Cup tie with Norwich City, the Spurs midfielder took exception with something that he saw happening in the stands. Reportedly, another Tottenham fan aggressively arguing with his brother, and he took it upon himself to get involved. He leapt over the advertising hoarding and paced up about a dozen rows of seats, striding over them with impressive form in what is no doubt the fastest that Eric Dyer has moved all season, before confronting the fan. It's hard, really, to give Eric Dyer any shit for what he did. I imagine most of us would probably do exactly the same if one of our family were getting grief, and the speed in which he moved across those chairs was truly impressive. And yet, it wasn't quite Eric Cantona kicking a racist Crystal Palace fan in the chest, but I do admire the morals of the whole thing. Maybe more footballers should take action like that when they see stuff in the crowd that they don't like. Hang on. Eric Cantona. Eric Dyer. Is this an Eric thing? Someone should probably keep an eye on that. If you don't, well, don't blame me when Eric Bailly takes a baseball back to one of the mascots at Manchester United's next home game. I wonder what Jose Mourinho's reaction was. He's been pretty unhinged of late and giving some batshit crazy press conferences. Where's the popcorn? Let's check this out. This should be good. This person insulted Eric. The family was there. And then Eric did what we professionals, we cannot do, but did something that probably we would do. Oh, that's um, very balanced and considered. First Klopp and now Jose giving thoughtful and intelligent answers to journalistic questions. What's the game coming to, eh? Don't expect that balance to stay around much longer at Spurs, though, because things are going to go south pretty fast, I think. First Harry Kane got injured, then Son picked up a knock, and now new signing Stevie Bergwin has been ruled out for what looks like the entire season with an injury he picked up away at Burnley. Jose is looking pretty short on firepower and looks like he might be at risk of imploding at record speed. Maybe that's why Deli Alley was chosen to face the press ahead of Spurs' Champions League game versus RB Leipzig this week, where he was left to tackle the questions about Spurs' latest injury crisis. You must just feel like your luck can't get any worse at the moment with injuries. Yeah, that's football. It's obviously very disappointing. Uh, but this isn't a time to you know, try and sort of get our violins out. Oh, really? I thought it was the perfect time for violin music. Oh, best put this away then. Well, if it's unhinged, unbalanced and hilarious opinions you want, and boy do I want unhinged, unbalanced and hilarious opinion, then there's always one surefire source of stuff like that. The angry wasp of a man that is Roy Keane, who this week set his sights on Adam Lallana before Chelsea's game against Everton. Because I think Everton, in a strange way, will be a tougher test than the Liverpool game. Because I think Lallana was a midfielder now for Liverpool, and my daughter's probably stronger than her. So a tough, tough <laughs> test for him today. <laughs> At first, that seems like an insult. And then, having thought about it a little bit, I reckon Roy Keane's daughter is probably absolute nails. I imagine Keno's got her doing 10-mile runs before breakfast and bench-pressing the dog before bed. There's probably a few teams that could do with 11 Roy Keane's daughters in their ranks. 
I mean, the fact that Chelsea went on to destroy Everton 4-0 means the punditry side of things isn't up to much, but I think we can all enjoy Kino treating players' feelings with the same kind of respect and sentiment that he gave to Alfinger Haaland's leg. That is it for this week's On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. Click subscribe now so you never miss an episode and we'll see you for the next one. Bye-bye. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. (coughs) (coughs) Thank <coughs> you.